0: Welcome to the Chronic Sex Podcast. Chronic Sex talks about how self-love, relationships, sex, and sexuality are all affected by chronic illness and disability. That's not all, though. We'll also touch on intersectionality, social justice, empathy, current events, and much, much more. Given the range of subject matter, this podcast is not suitable for those under the age of 18 and... Unless you have headphones, you probably shouldn't be listening to us at work. My name's Kirsten Schultz, and I'm your host. Hi, friends.
1: It's election day. Um, I wish I had something incredibly poignant to say, but I know that I'm the far from the only one concerned and um, I just wanted to take some time to go through some things that are helping me and hopefully that could help you too. The first thing that we have to contend with is knowing that we won't know the results today. We have to prepare ourselves To know that it might be a couple of days, it might be a couple of weeks until we fully know the outcomes of the election. We need to do things that specifically bring us joy during that time. We need to focus on stress-reducing habits, whether that's eating healthily or sleeping well or going for walks or maintaining our social connections. We need to replace scrolling with something that's gonna be better for us. Um, I am not the only person that engages in doom scrolling. I know. So I play in games, watching TikToks, reading books, listening to music, calling people, and finding signs for hope. Cause it's. I think there's plenty of spot for hope here. Um, some other things that we can do are, you know, affirm ourselves, remind ourselves that we are okay right now, um, that we are strong, that we can make it through things that are tough. Spend time dancing, move your body, listening to music, listening to a podcast, whatever. Stretch. Think about setting intentional breaks. Focus on what we need to do right now and not just what we need to do long term. Try to narrow the scope of what we're thinking of. I also wanted to offer some grounding techniques, um, with my PTSD and my anxiety, I know it's really easy to get stuck in a circle of fear and concern and freaking out, for lack of a better term. Um. So I also wanted to offer grounding techniques. These are things that work for me, Um, and I'm going to read some of these from a couple of websites I will link, um, in the show notes. So grounding works to help calm us down. When we start to think of something stressful, our amygdala, which is a section of the brain located in the temporal lobe goes into action. Um, It is the part of our brain responsible for emotional responses, especially fear. It's really great for preparing us for emergencies, but it likes to kick in um, and detect threats when there aren't threats. This is particularly what happens for those of us who have post-traumatic stress. Um, We have been in a situation or multiple situations where we need to do things to protect ourselves and our amygdala sense is a pattern and it will go, hey, this is very similar to this thing that happened. Um, and it will start to get you ready for fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And you don't have to do that right now. A typical process, right, is we have a negative thought about a situation. doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's real, right? It's just a thought. could be one of those weird, random, terrifying thoughts we all get, right? Um, the amygdala says, uh-oh, 911 <laughs> emergency. And it initiates body changes, physiological changes. So our muscles get more tense our heart beats faster we breathe faster um things like adrenaline and stress hormones are released in our body to make it so that we could outrun a lion and i couldn't outrun a lion but like you know what i mean it interprets these body changes as even more evidence that there's something wrong which activates it more and it becomes this this very difficult cycle to deal with. So these grounding techniques can help break us out of that cycle and divert our mind away from anxious or stressful thoughts so that we stay in the moment. The first exercise we're going to talk about is the grounding chair, sit in a chair that's comfortable, one where your feet reach the floor. And not, I'm not talking tippy toes, I'm talking feet flat on the floor. Close your eyes and focus on your breath. Breathe in slowly for a count of three. And breathe out slowly. Focus on your body. How does it feel to sit in this chair? Do you feel the contact between your body and the chair's surface? What does the chair feel like? Is it textured? Is it smooth? Notice how your body sits on the chair. Do your arms hang over? Like the, like, do your physical arms hang over the arms of the chair? If there are arms on the chair, or on you? Mm -hmm. Push your feet into the ground. And imagine energy draining down from your brain, through your body, through your feet, and into the ground. Um, The doctor whose website I'm on says that she pictures it as a color filling my body as it goes from top to toe. As the energy drains from your head, feel how heavy each body part becomes. Your torso, your arms and let that change, relax the muscles in your body. Another grounding technique, uh, one that I really like is five, four, three, two, one, which is just easy to remember. And it lets you use all of your senses, which I appreciate. So we're going to close our eyes And take a couple of deep breaths in through our nose and out through our mouths. I'm going to also go in through my mouth because deviated septums aren't helpful. Now look around you. What are five things in your room that you can see? It could be within a room, also outside a window. So for me, I see finches in the bush outside of my window. I see a hockey pucks on my desk. I see a picture of me and David Tennant and Alex Kingston. I see... A collection of buttons. I have a button problem. I see along my wall all of the name badges from the different conferences I've been on at two words. Now we're going to talk about four things we can feel. What does it feel like? For me, I'm going to touch my hand, my hand feels soft, it feels a little swollen, my meds haven't kicked in yet this morning. I'm going to touch one of my hockey pucks. Um, it's smooth on the top and on the bottom and then along the sides it says Made in Canada and has fun ridges to grip at a hockey stick. I have a, a squishy, stress version of Rainbow Dash from My Little Pony because I also have a pony problem. So I can squeeze her. And She she squishes in fun and satisfying ways. And then I'm also going to touch my hair. I took a shower last night, so my hair feels clean. It feels kind of dry. (laughs) And like I should get a... Leave-in conditioner. (laughs) Now let's focus on three things we can hear. If I'm quiet enough, I can hear the finches outside talking. I don't think you can hear them though, (laughs) they're kind of far. I can hear the hum of my work computer. I can hear the wind outside. And what are two things that we can smell? Um, I did not plan for this. <laughs> I can smell a hockey puck. <laughs> mm, it smells rubbery. It smells like ice. And that's just a memory i'm thinking it's triggering but I'm still it smells like movement to me like activity um i can also smell this uh fun table decoration dildo that i got from uh my friend kenton that's shaped like a little devil and it sits as table decoration and it smells like silicone (laughs) it has also got a satisfying squish to it and one thing we can taste now I have Tootsie Rolls here, but if I eat one the rest of this podcast will sound like Something good, something nourishing, something satisfying. And then when we've gone through all of that, we take a deep breath. I didn't even realize I was that stressed, but I definitely feel better now. There are a number of these, and they can range from things that are very... Kind and sweet and compassionate almost um, to the very silly one that I use with my sister all the time when either one of us is having a panic attack is try to think of a Disney movie where a parent doesn't die or isn't already dead they don't count so not Bambi not Pocahontas which is a Terrible movie, anyway. Mulan. Mulan's parents are alive. And they don't die. Her dad's sick, but he doesn't die. Can take a while to find other ones, though. Which is kind of a fun thing. There are. More physical things, right? Not just these things that involve our senses, but putting our hands in water. Um, Going for a walk, holding a piece of ice as it melts. My fibro would be pissed. There are mental techniques. Think about categories like uh, take a minute and name as many musical instruments as you can. Do math problems. There are also soothing things. Sit with your pet, practice self-kindness, repeat compassionate phrases to yourself. You're having a rough time, but you're going to make it through. You're strong and you can move through this pain. You're trying hard and you're doing your best. These don't have to be things you say out loud. They can be things you say in your head. Hopefully these things will be helpful and hopefully (laughs) all of our concerns will be met with change and difference And compassion, not only from ourselves, but from others. I think it's really important to go back to that notion of we won't know the full breadth of this election for a few days. It's okay to feel whatever you're going to feel in the meantime. It doesn't make you better or less than anybody else. And just spend time cultivating a space for yourself in the next couple of days that is comforting and loving, much like how you might approach a friend or your sister or somebody in your life that means a lot to you. I wish I had some better something to say. But I hope that the next time we talk, things are less tumultuous, less scary. And that we can all spend time remembering what it's like to not have muscles tensed up the entire day. Or to remember what it's like to have lower stress levels. Or even to remember what it's like to laugh a little more. (laughs) By no means does the work stop after the election, but... That at least gets us to a better starting place for the things we need to change. In the meantime, take care of you. And I will see you soon. Or talk to you soon.
0: Chronic Sex is produced every two weeks by me, Kirsten Schultz. I use music from Pottington Bear because they're awesome. You can find show notes and more over at chronicsex.org. If you're enjoying listening to the show, please subscribe, and that way you won't miss a single episode. If you're on iTunes, it'd be really chill if you'd take a minute to rate the show, too. Not only does it give me great feedback, but it also helps the podcast get seen by people who may not know it exists, and that's pretty cool. You can support us over at patreon.com slash chronic sex. As always, you can find links to everything at chronicsex.org from social media accounts to resources to sex toy reviews and more. Until next time, please take care of yourself and I remember that you are a freaking badass.